Blog Talk Radio. Moment 
that I'll ever know Were once upon a long time ago to our show on Mondays and we've selected this as our theme song and it was written by Jesse Goldberg and I've taken the liberty to change some of the words and I keep adjusting this uh, the lyrics and I've come up with this latest version if you guys will bear with me I'll try to repeat the lyrics once there was a great silver fleet Mail planes, silver planes, and airplane seats. A house full of love, a great place to grow old, once upon a long time ago. If I could only go back again to Eastern Airlines and all of my friends, I would feel safe with the friends I know once upon a long time ago. I'll never fly off to Neverland. I'll never travel in time. All I can do is the best I can and go there in my mind. I would feel safe with people I know once upon a long time ago. So I close my eyes, imagine I'm there, Eastern Airlines and people who care, hot summer nights and the cold winter snow from once upon a long time ago. I smile as I look back at all the roads I've crossed, traveling down memory lane, But without all those that I've loved and lost, life is not the same. For all the Eastern good times I can recall, to all I've loved, God bless you all. The happiest moment that I'll ever know was Eastern once upon a long time ago. That is beautiful. Amen. I I like this. I really do. And I was told that if I tried to put the music to this, that Jesse would sue me. (laughs) Oh, Betty wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think he would. He's still alive. And uh, I love love the song. And I think everybody likes, likes it when they hear it for the first time. But here we are, Monday, July 12th, 1 o'clock plus. And with us today, we have... Bill Kennedy up in Blairsville, Georgia. Hello, Bill. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Okay. How's the weather there? Uh, It's great. And right now it's 76 degrees with Mm. cloudy. Sounds good. Good temperature, 76. Wow. Up in the hills. Okay. Yeah, and and we have Mike. Uh, we got Mike over in Long Island. My, Mike, how's things there? Mike Scott. Very good. Hello, everybody and hosts. Uh, Seventy-seven degrees, cloudy, and expecting some rain. <laughs> Sound like Georgia, Blairsville to me. <laughs> and of course, uh, over there in the Atlanta area is Jim Holder. Jim, how are you? How's the weather? Yeah. Doing mighty fine, mighty fine. Uh, I got a picture here I want to talk about later on, if you get a chance. We have a chance between spinning our records, which we have uh, a few of them I've selected today, and special guest, she's never been on the air, she's listened to the show before, and that's Judy Judy Benedict. And Judy, say hello, and uh, what did you do with Eastern Airlines? Oh, hello, everyone. I was a flight attendant with Eastern from 1968 to the end, and um, that was a fun job, fun, fun job. And I lived and uh, was first based in New York, and then I moved to Atlanta and stayed there for the rest of my career. And you're still there, right? 
and I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> and are, are you a silver liner? <laughs> I I was. I'm not. I'm, my membership isn't current right now, but I'm I'm going to get on that again. I think that's due for renewal right now. So yeah. I will be back yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah, both uh, Mike and I both joined the Silver Liners, and uh, <clears throat> I was real happy that uh, the treasurer here in the Jacksonville chapter decided to keep my check until the uh, dues were once again due and uh, deposited them. So I think I'm up to date on my dues. I don't know about you, Mike. But <laughs> well, that was good nice until, until 22. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. But uh, I love the magazine, by the way. Uh, Brenda Chabot, who is also one of our hosts, does a wonderful job. She's almost as good as Jim Holder. And uh, But really, <laughs> she she puts out a beautiful magazine, and uh, that's worth the price of uh, admission to the Silverliners. So I encourage anyone listening to, especially if you were a flight attendant, or you don't have to be a flight attendant. We were in the... Uh, front side of the, I mean, the up, what do you call it? The nose part of the airplane, <laughs> I guess. And uh, cockpit. cockpit, that's what it is. Our flight deck. <laughs> oh, flight deck now. Oh yeah. Politically correct. Flight deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, at any rate, uh, now, uh, Jim, I want you to tell that story about that picture you were talking about. Is, is this a good time for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got this thing that my Richard, my IT guy, he put on in on, on my computer and it's called find anything. And I mean, it, if it if it that computer in that database somewhere, if I punch in a name or something like that and it'll find it. And it did. I punched in uh, a flight attendant picture and it uh, looks like they're standing on a 727 stairs or it might be it looks like this automatic stairs so maybe it's a dc9 i don't know or electric no i don't think it's an electric but it's uh taken i don't know it doesn't give me a date yet no it doesn't have a date on it but it has to be really old because they're wearing green skirts the first lady standing at the bottom of the stairs is uh cindy ferris and the next oh one oh my up, gosh she was my roommate what? in new york Really? Cindy Ferris yeah. well, was one of my roommates in New York. Wow. Okay, Cindy, do you know whatever happened to her? Is she still around? No, I have not been in touch with her for years and years, and the other two roommates have also tried to locate her, but we've yeah. been very unsuccessful. Beautiful blonde lady. Well, standing next going up the stairs, someone I know very well, Sharon Buffington. And Sharon oh, wow. is wearing... Yeah. What appears to be a green, a blue jacket of some sort. I don't remember those, but I guess they did have them. And it's got green vertical and horizontal stripes on it. And then next above her is Yonder Williams, Y-O-N-N-A, Williams. I don't believe I remember her. And guess who's at the very top, smiling, looking down Me. with a looks like a, <laughs> looks like a <laughs> 1960s photograph hairdo. And that's... Uh, <laughs> That's Judy Benedict. Oh, and, my uh, what God. What was your maiden we were... name, Judy? Pardon me? What was your maiden name? Gallaher. G-A-L-L-A-H-E-R. Oh, my God. Do you remember that, this picture? Not... The one I'm looking at? Yes. Have you ever seen it? I have it. I have it in my photo album, and we were all roommates. Four of us were roommates. My all God. All four of y'all? Oh, boy. That was in New York? That was in New York, and uh, uh-huh. right after we, uh, that may have been our first trip together, uh-huh. you know, together. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. so much fun. You talk about bringing back memories. I just sent oh, that yeah. to somebody not long ago. Yeah. Oh, you did? Wow. Well, that's something. Well, I don't know how I got it, but somebody sent it to me, and uh, maybe Sharon Buffington. And, uh, maybe Sharon name. sent it, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My golly. Yeah. That's uh, were you all based initially, uh, Judy, in uh, New York? We went up right out of training school, and I said I want to go to Atlanta. Well, guess where we all went? <laughs> we went New, New York. York. That was in <laughs> July. Actually, oh my gosh, I've got an anniversary. Um, 
July of 68, and those were the first, mm-hmm. uh, our first uniforms, and I think they had just changed maybe four or five weeks before that, and I'm so sad I never got to wear the navy one and the light blue one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before we get into another story, I want to put a record on the turntable here and tell you about the guy that uh, is a singer. His name is Arnold George Dorsey. And uh, I think uh, we all the hosts know who that is. And uh, I'm going to let you figure it out when you listen to the record play, one of my favorite songs that I used to listen to in my boat on Lake Lanier once upon a long time ago. So I sing you to sleep After the loving With a song I just wrote Yesterday And I hope you can hear What the words and the music Have to say It's so hard to explain Everything that I'm I just seem to go dry But I love you so much That the sound of your voice can get me high Thanks for taking me On a one-way trip to the sun Pronouncing name of what? Engelbird. Humperdinck. <laughs> Humperdinck. Okay. Oh, Mr. Smoothie. I wonder what the story is about that name. I didn't look it up, but how did he choose I did. that name? 
Okay, Jim, tell us. That's the name of a German composer back in uh, the mid-1800s, and he lived into the, died in the 20s, of uh, 1920s, German composer, and he was a uh, composed opera, the one I was handling Gretel or something, I think. I don't have it in front of me now, but it was his name, Emmanuel Humperdinck. And, it, wow. and Humperdinck apparently in German means he who writes long operas or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, all of his songs were great and uh, just love to listen to it. Well, uh, how about a story, Mike? What's what's happening up there in New York or, or uh, out there? In the, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you guys. Did you guys see... Richard, Sir Richard Branson, with his oh, yeah. oh yes. wasn't that, mm-hmm. oh my wasn't gosh. that great, super. Yeah. I noticed he I picked the old girls to go with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not too dumb. I guess, <laughs> he wasn't too dumb. I thought, <laughs> I thought for some reason to go into space, you had to make at least one orbit or something. I could, you know, uh, they just went up there for about ten minutes and came down. But I guess they went into space, you know. They're well, above, it's what, it's what know. Alan Shepard did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alan Shepard did. Well, too. you know, and then they started. Now he started his own numbering system because he's designated as astronaut zero zero one. And uh, according to listening to the, uh, the guys that were the two gals that were on the show and uh, Colbert, Colbert, what's his name, Colbert, the comedian night show the late yeah. show um <laughs> was the announcer and uh, the one that i saw was on the internet i didn't see it on cnn or any other station but at any rate he's designated himself as zero zero one astronaut zero zero one and zero zero two three and four were with him on that trip so i guess he's got his own astronaut numbering system he <laughs> sure as hell does because he skipped a lot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but the gal says, I wonder who's going to be astronaut double alt seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was really fun to, fun to watch. So at any rate, okay. Now I don't give me any dead air time. I want to hear somebody say something. Well, you had asked me about it. I have a story, but uh, we had our yep. our monthly okay. meeting out at the airport yesterday, and it was a beautiful day, and uh, well, semi-beautiful. Uh, but it was the first time they had the the gates open for the general public again, so there was a lot of uh, onlookers to come look at all the old biplanes and all that stuff. And we had a cookout, and it turned out to be a real nice day with all the old airplanes. And guys came in with their wives and kids and all that stuff, and not a whole you know, it wasn't a big flood of people, but it was a nice, a nice crowd, and they were very nice, going around talking to everybody about the airplanes and uh, and all of that. The weather was just a little sketchy south of the airport, which was where we usually go, so that nobody nobody did any rides. But it turned out to be a real nice day. That was uh, uh, nice Mike. Were, were there other Eastern pilots there, or Eastern? Uh, employees? No, there was the the only guys that were there were a couple of old uh, mechanics that I used to work with uh, back in uh, yesteryear. <laughs> okay. They've you been know, out I'm there for quite a while. One of them has an airplane, the other one doesn't. Uh, Bill Kennedy, are you still there? Yes. All right, the yeah, next question. Next question is for you. Do you know who the Manager of the Blairsville Airport was back in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Bill. You, oh my golly! You remember Bill Wynn, Captain Bill Wynn of Atlanta Eastern Airlines. That's right. Oh, I can tell you a lot of stories on that name. Now what did you mm-hmm. know what do you know about that, Bill? Well, he gave me a check ride on the Conair four forty. And we flew up Chattanooga 
and we gave us gave us our engine out stuff up there. Okay. So when you first came with Eastern, checking out on the conveyor, uh, he was yeah. your instructor, or or you you were officially approved by him, or what? No, that was just after I'd been with Eastern for about a year. Uh, okay. About a year. That's when we were having fun with the airplanes. We were actually flying them instead of simulators. That's mm-hmm. right. And, uh, the fact of the matter is we uh, took my first uh, checkout on the convoy down in New Orleans when they still had a base down there. Okay. Well, I was I started in New Orleans with Justin Griner. Everybody knows Justin Griner, especially all the oh, ladies. Yeah. All the ladies. Uh, I know Justin. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great guy, I'm telling you. He was. He really was, yeah. And um, Justin checked out uh, uh, Andy Smith, who was in my class on the conveyors, and we went up to Charlotte and, and then went with the uh, check captain there in Charlotte to give us a green light to turn us loose on the line to really learn how the airlines worked. But a lot of fun back in those days. Who checked you out, Jim Holder, initially? First oh, airplane. Oh, first airplane. Oh, golly. It was this captain, and he, you know, DC-7 gave me my DC-7. I checked that on 727. Let me draw it all over again. On the DC-7, <laughs> and uh, this guy it was in the left seat, and I was in the right seat at night going out there doing this, and this is going to be my check ride. And Kennedy had just come to uh, to um, Miami and at the Orange Bowl or something, and and this guy was uh, ever more Republican, this captain. I can't remember his name, but I can remember his face. But for one hour and 15 minutes, all I heard was him giving JFK hell. And, uh, and so I, I, my inability to fly the airplane was not noticed, so I passed. You know? <laughs> but that was who checked me out. <laughs> well, I, got, I never uh, did he, know this, but uh, I want to ask Judy. How you got checked out? Uh, did, did did you have uh, similar rides with uh, flight attendants to check you out uh, in the cabin? No, we we'd had that seven week training in Miami, and we had the uh, planes to go in, you know, to do the windows and the doors and check out. Then we got in the pool with the life rafts yeah. and everything. You know, everything we, we were graded on everything. Um, in there, but it was great. It was just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Never forget them. Never forget it. And you stayed, of course, at the Villas, right? Oh yeah, the Villas <laughs> with all the roaches. <laughs> all the roaches. You talking about? Wouldn't trade it for anything. You talking about the pilots coming over? <laughs> oh no! I tell you what, we didn't even have time to meet any. They kept us from going. But I think we probably snuck a few. And I'll tell you, I met some of the guys um, that flew, um, you know, F-18s or F-18s. They were there at one event, and they we met them. They came over. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. I thought, oh, my gosh, how in the world did I ever fall into this, this life? <laughs> I, I'm just so... I, I can't imagine. I would have had a lot more money had I been a corporate person. But even now and today, I can't imagine not having had this this life and this experience and these friends that we know. We may not remember everything, but we know from years, 50 years, you know. I started yeah, in 68, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, it's quite remarkable that Eastern, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I follow a lot of the other airlines because I email them our broadcast schedules, and I hear on Facebook a lot of comments that uh, they send, that they listen to us. But I, I don't see on Facebook the other airlines like TWA and National and Delta and United and American. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to – they allow me to put – my announcement of our radio shows on all of those sites. But I just don't see what I see on the Eastern 
sites, Facebook sites. Uh, it's mm -hmm. incredible how uh, the love of this airline has uh, continued. Well, I have I've had several friends that went to fly after Eastern one with American, two or three with Delta, and they they all said it's not you can't imagine it's not there is nothing like what we had at Eastern. It's just, yeah. It doesn't compare. It's like it's two different, you know, organiza not organizations, but one is flying and the other, you know, it just does, it doesn't exist. And I found yeah. that so hard to believe, but I'm guessing it's true. They wouldn't lie about it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play another Engelbert song right about now, and let's think of some more stories because this is good. I really enjoy this. Me too. <laughs> More than a ripple, less than a splash, the air to a long line of glory. Give me the morning and I'll give you a song. It's so good being part of the story. This moment in time, this right time of day. I love being with you and watching my life at play. My love in your eyes is light in my dreams. And the feelings you choose have touches of blues and green. This trip into time This timeless embrace And like a kid in a storm I'll always want more to take And no matter what comes I know the time Remember that one? I don't remember that one. I think somebody else wrote the song. I think somebody else wrote the song. And it's one that I think Elvis sang it too, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, last week we did uh, a tribute to my late partner, John Corni. Uh, Judy, do you remember John? The name is familiar. Um, Neil, but I, I can't bring it to the forefront here. I can't. I can't well, he may he may have uh, uh, well, he may have been before you, you uh, used to come over every once in a while and say hello to to us there at uh, our lake house and um, might have been right before it. But uh, you remember Jim Holder and and Mike? I was trying to remember names and I couldn't remember names. But I did, <clears throat> after the show was over, I did come up with the names. Uh, I call it Guy Sharp, uh, who was a TV mm -hmm. personality. Uh, but it was mm -hmm. Guy Hill Aviation out at Fulton County Airport. That's where we initially mm -hmm. kept our steerman that right. John crashed mm -hmm. in. And uh, the name of the attorney was uh, Fletcher Thompson. And Fletcher mm -hmm. became 
uh, a United States representative uh, from Atlanta. And uh, the other name was Harry Waxler. Harry was uh, the FAA guy that was with me uh, when John crashed uh, in the airplane, a good friend of mine. And as a matter of fact, Harry sent his uh, son over to me, uh, to John and I, to get him his flight engineer written out of the way. And uh, I got to tell this story. I want to tell this story. We had the FAA exams nailed. There were only three of them that were given back in the day. And we had all 300 questions and answers, of course. And so when it came time for us to teach the long, drawn-out problem that was on the airline transport pilot written examination as to a flight departing A going to B, and of course it was across the ocean, Um, when the point of no return was and how much fuel you had to carry and when were you going to arrive and blah, blah, blah. It was a whole flight log, flight plan. And we had the time, the fuel, and so what we did is we suggested that they take our numbers down and remember them for test A, test B, and test C. And it would save you a lot of time. Well, most of our guys were making, you know, 90s. I mean, they were really acing these tests because if you could remember A, C, uh, you know, the 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 letters for the question, you, you could make 100 because we had it nailed. Well, we were teaching that way, and we could accelerate the whole course to two days, actually get out a little early on the second day. And... Um, We had two FAA inspectors that decided that they wanted to get, they came from general aviation, and they had to get their ATPs. They call them the ATRs back in the day. So we, I told John, I said, now how are we going to tell the class with two FAA guy inspectors in the class uh, Mm -hmm. the time and and fuel spent on this trip? So he said, hell, he said, let's just go tell them if they don't want it, then go outside. <laughs> and so we did. They wanted to we pass it, too. We, we wouldn't <laughs> told them that. You know, now, here's what we've got for you. You can take it or leave it. And if you're going to leave it, you got to go outside because we're going to deliver it. And they said, hell, they mm-hmm. paid their $125 just like anybody else. And we're going to get what we paid for. So <laughs> we gave it to and them. They wanted to pass, too. And they took it. <laughs> True story. Okay. I, somebody well, I must not have gone to your class. I nope. must not have gone to your class on the ATR because I remember when I took it, when I first came to Atlanta, you know, in 65. Yeah. And you're supposed to get your ATR before you could, uh, you know, buy. But if you, they had to check out, what, 20 a year offered the contract? Yeah. And so I took mine as soon as I could hit. And lo and behold, they sent me the answers real back of the results. I made a smoking stomping 71 on it. <laughs> That's 100. <laughs> I went down 70 there and is I, 100. Yeah. yeah, well, I took it in there and I showed it to Sandy, remember. She made a copy of it and put it in my folder. And about, uh, I guess about six months later, they called me up and said, you're going to ATR school with the Air Commander down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I made a bump and stone with 71, but like you said, Mike, that's good as 100. You know? <laughs> that's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I heard you mention Harry a while ago. Uh, is Harry still around? You know, our Harry, the crew scheduler? Yeah, I hadn't he's heard more, him in a while. Yeah, he, Harry's still with us. He listens to us. And I think yeah. he listens to us on the computer. And hello, Harry, oh. if you're listening to us, say say hello. And um, I see him out there. <laughs> okay. Judy, yeah. you were going to say something. <laughs> and what were you going to say? Well, this is not right on the subject, but when Jim said that, you know what they call a doctor that graduated last in his school, in his classes? No. What's that? 
doctor. So there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Got another learner's hey, program. I, <laughs> go ahead, I do have a question, though, gentlemen. Um, do you all, I know it was way before your time, but his friend, his daughter was a friend of mine, and his name was Rocky Root. He was a captain. Oh, golly. Oh, I know Rocky Root. You know Rocky? Good Lord, everybody yeah. knew Rocky Root. Oh, everybody. I, Linda loves Eastern. I mean, she never flew or anything, but she loved her dad so much. And she every time she sees something about Eastern, she sends it to me. And every time I hear something, I send it to her. But he was such a wonderful gentleman. I did not oh, get to man. know him in just yeah. a few years. But, oh, my gosh, he loved this. He loved this airline. And he Always was almost smiling. 100 when he he you know, he ran our reaper luncheons for a long time. Rocky Root was the one, that, and then Bill Malone took over after him. But Rocky, when I first ran for co-pilot rep, uh, Rocky came to me and he said, I'm organizing a whole bunch of people that are going to vote for you. You're our candidate. You're our candidate. And this was in <laughs> 75 or something like that in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And he must have done a good job because I won. But for the rest of my life, every time I'd see Rocky Root, he'd, he'd holler out, our candidate, our candidate, you know, walking down the hall in the airport. He'd say, our candidate. Everybody turned around thought he was going to see the president of Canada or somebody, somebody big, you know. It was just little old me. Yeah, I wish I could have oh, known him way back Rocky then. Rocky Root, he flew to DC-9. I never flew with him, but uh, everybody said that he was just a great Every Everybody knew Rocky Root. Without a doubt. I think he lived out there at Lakeside Country Club, and he Somewhere hosted those there, yeah. uh, those REPA meetings out there. The, uh, the retirement the, parties. Yeah, retirement parties and all. Rocky was a mm-hmm. great guy. Always smiling oh, every time you'd see him. Always. Mm-hmm. Always smiling. I wish yeah. Linda could hear y'all talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was, uh, he he was, was one a of a kind. Super-duper guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, in yeah, the, if you're complaining about dead air, I got an announcement. Go ahead. Uh, if you want me to say it tomorrow, tomorrow, we're having our second uh, Atlanta Reaper luncheon at the Piccadilly on Godby Road, just right off uh, the 285 on the southwest corner. And we had almost 20 there last year, last month, rather, but we had pretty bad forecast it didn't turn out to be that bad rain and we had one lady there and that being my wife carrie so we had to clean up our act as you might say and but we're waiting tomorrow and we're going to meet tomorrow around 11 o'clock and start to show it the meeting you know whatever you want to do we sit around and tell lies mostly and uh <laughs> at noon and i don't know if any women are coming but if any do uh, we'll try to, although I remember this one guy, I don't know if I've ever told this story or not. I had this great joke I was going to tell, but it was definitely X-rated, R-rated. And lo and behold, uh, a lady showed up, and I won't use her name, but she's a wife of a Atlanta captain. And she showed up, and I said, golly, you know, I, I, everybody, I want to tell this joke so bad, but here we got you. <laughs> And she said, "Do you mind?" If, uh, and I told her what it was. A I told her it was a you know a raunchy. And she said, "Listen, <laughs> my dad has told every raunchy story that was ever built and told and created and everything else. I've heard everything. You just go right ahead." And so when I got up to tell that, I told that story on her. She just sat there and grinned and grinned. <laughs> and I told the yeah. joke, and two or three people actually laughed. Jim, you know, I always said that the, the raunchiest, some of the raunchiest jokes I ever heard were from flight attendants that would come up to the flight deck and, and tell their stories. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I can agree with that one. Uh, yeah. so, we, so anybody, um, uh, Ms. Benedict, if you want to come down, you're in, invited to come down, too. We might have some other ladies there. You know, okay, that's tomorrow. I can't, I can't make it tomorrow, but I really I would love to come another time. Is yeah. it once a month you have these? Yeah, yeah the second Tuesday. Second, second Tuesday. Tuesday every month. Yeah, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, we have yeah. a couple of flight attendants that come on a seminar. Used to, you know, we we haven't they haven't come back, but 
you know, up the last three or four years, we had several flight attendants that would come, and, uh, and they enjoyed it, you know. Jim? I could probably find a few to bring with me. Yeah, yeah that'd there be you great. Go. There you go. Uh, are you still planning the REPA convention? Is it still on? Uh, in, uh, well, it's a reunion. I did away with the convention word. It's a reunion, and Johnny Steinmetz is, has it narrowed down to either late August, uh, September, or October, or maybe early November. <laughs> but okay. it's probably going to be in September or October, and it's going to be at Kennesaw, uh, yeah. the uh, same hotel we've gone to up there, the Embassy Suites. And I imagine it'll be the tail end. I imagine it'll be tail end of September, uh, sometime. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and it's a reunion. It's reunion two nights, yeah. you know, and don't have a lot of stuff. Uh, supposedly, John Shearer and uh, Sam Gore are going to be our entertainer again, and they both are real good musicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, they're going to be the the show part, I guess. He's trying to. He has to have it when they both can come. That's what's holding everything up right now. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to decide when they both can be there. Well, we uh, we're headed up to North Carolina in September for my wife's 66th high school reunion, and mm-hmm. um, wow. I booked up Airbnb, and we just came back from Newland. North Carolina. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of a little town called Newland, Newland, North Carolina. It must have a population of about 800. And um, at any rate, we uh, were called by the motel that we had made reservations. I was, and they had canceled my reservation. And I asked what was the reason, and they said they didn't have any help so they were closing the motel so mm. that, oh my goodness. that made that made me quickly look up an airbnb and i did and and we booked it for two nights and uh, we left after the first after we closed the first night we left and uh, that was a bad experience with an airbnb uh, <laughs> I, I didn't look at the review notes on it but uh, i should have but at any rate it was uh, it was really, really bad. But uh, we booked another one, a three-bedroom, two-bath house up there in my wife's hometown of Burnsville, North Carolina. Oh, by the way, Newland, North Carolina, which is about 30, uh, 30 minutes away from Burnsville, her hometown, is the Christmas tree of the United Capital of the U.S., it's mm. just miles and miles and mountains and mountains of Christmas trees. You've never seen so many Christmas trees. Mm. One one farm would be little babies. Another one would be teenagers. Another one would be when they reached adulthood. And another one when they, they were in the White House lawn, you know, the big ones. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was incredible to, to <clears throat> see the farming uh, in Newland, and they they claim to be the Christmas tree capital, and uh, different farms all over that area uh, of the North Carolina mountains. And um, at any rate, uh, the Airbnb is a it's a good thing, you know, if you get the right place. And so I did a lot of a lot of uh, research on the one that we got up in Burnsville for her reunion, and uh, we'll be going. For that 66, six, 16 of the 32 that graduated in her high school are still alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you, Neil. Yeah. I believe you. I got an email last week, and it was a, a photograph was attached with this guy with a big white goatee <laughs> smiling at the camera with a Standing next to a lady, hugging him with a look like a log cabin in the back, or not a log cabin, but a cabin up in the mountain. And That's he didn't it. say anything. And I sent you an email. I said, yeah. is this you? Do you have this little beard now and all that kind of stuff? And I never That's heard me. from you. And I thought you were fixing <laughs> to tell me that that photo was taken when you were up there the other day with these A, B, and C's or whatever they are. That's you know? right. 
That's right. That was me. I sent that out to a few people. I don't know, Mike, you didn't probably get one. Yeah. And Bill, you didn't get, did, did you get one? And Judy, you got one, I think. And, yes, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah, but you could tell who it well, was because I had the Eastern Reaper uh, on my sleeve. I know. <laughs> but we didn't know who the lady was. Uh-huh. That's my wife. <laughs> so oh. We couldn't figure out what an old guy was. Couldn't figure out what this old guy was hanging around with this good-looking chick. <laughs> she's over here. She's over here sleeping right now. I'm looking at her, and now she started to laugh. <laughs> yeah. but, well, uh, I like your little beard. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, I somebody still got somebody it. told still got me it. that. Uh, you know, if you're going to reduce your weight, uh, put a beard on first because it makes your face look longer. And so, therefore, <laughs> it looks like you've lost weight. People say, have you lost weight? Well, I'll <laughs> no, tell I you what, a beard. I, I had a beard for 13 years. And when I, when, I grew, when I grew it, I had one chin. And when I shaved it off, there was two. <laughs> oh God! Well, I'm trying to encourage everybody. I, some people tell me I look like George Clooney, and then others say Pierce Brosnan. So I'll take either yeah. one of them. Either one's good, right? <laughs> yeah, either one of them. Well, you got you got one good thing going, Neil. You can grow hair on your head and your face both. Yeah, I'm limited to just my face. <laughs> See what you women don't have to go through, Judy. <laughs> uh, Some things never change, right? They never change. You're right. <laughs> One more song, and and then we'll we'll see if we can uh, sign off here. But uh, at any rate, see if you remember this song. I think this is a good one. I think he's singing this with a gal named Devlin. Uh, what's her? Janet? Is it Janice Devlin? Singer. But I think this is the one that he...
problem with this gal. I think her name is Janice Devlin. And, uh, yeah, I just saw what in his eighties uh, singing this Yo, song. He's he kind of like, like I just, yeah, yeah. He had, he had a he, picture of him. He's in his eighties for sure. Yeah, he looks like uh, you know what's the Tony Bennett? I mean, golly, he's still singing, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I played the song that he wrote after his wife died, and uh, they'd been married for I think since the sixties. They were married, and and he wrote this song for his wife uh, after she passed away and I played it I don't know how many weeks ago I think and it was beautiful it what a beautiful song a tribute to to his wife so at any rate that's Engelbert Humperdinck anyone have any request for our next artist next week I think you're oh. doing a great job I'm loving this music <laughs> whatever you come up with Whoever, <laughs> how about the big bands? I love the big bands too, but well, usually yeah, that's all you do. hear is the big bands. <clears throat> you don't hear any singers. But uh, at yeah. any rate, uh, yeah, we'll. There's some great songs, and and this is the Eastern music. What what I call the Eastern music because it was it was uh, the top of the charts during our time with Eastern Airlines. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Hey, listen. We're gonna we're gonna sign out here, and I'm gonna play Judy. If you've never heard this song before, it's by Merle Haggard, and it's our sign-off song. And he he wrote this, penned this while he was sitting in an airplane, looking out the window. And by the way, thanks for being with us, Judy Benedict. And I sure hope that we hear you come back as much as you can. I will be back, and I feel honored to have been invited. Thank you. Thank you. Here's Merle Haggard. Silver wings shining in the sun. listening appreciate it we do have all right an overseas call that's just come in and i want to see if uh, they would like to say hello anyone from overseas on my producer's board hello <laughs> was apparently it listening only apparently listening only <laughs> okay guys see you next week hey thanks Suckhawk, new york signing off Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone.